Bachelor of Hearts podcast, the Bachelor Australia podcast that asks all sorts of questions to our very cool and exciting guest on the pod today. My name is Xavier Rebetsky Noonan. I love The Bachelor. I enjoy bumping into Thomas Malucelli and telling him I loved him on the TV. Really good. Great for you. He believed it. (laughs) And I hate the coronavirus. And joining me as always is my co-host, Max Quinn. Xavier, g'day. We are, as always, recording on the lands of the Gadigal people of the Eora Nation. What's up to you if you are a First Nations uh, Bachelor of Hearts podcast listener? This always was, this always will be Aboriginal land. Listener, it's a big one today. We've had a lot of excellent guests on this show over the years, writers, musicians, comedians, podcasters, people you might know from the TV. Right, exactly. With, you know, And without giving anything away just yet, we have some other episodes in the pipeline that you know we're planning with some really great guests as well, which I think we're excited about. But uh, I don't think we've ever had, and I don't know if we ever will have, in the, mm. the history, the 600,000 year history of this podcast, I don't think we've ever had a guest just this damn big. Big is the key word. You know her as the female version of a cat man. Yeah. The conscientious and charismatic contender with a controversial ketchup complex. The only person this season with the good sense to tell another contestant to get a vibrator. It's none other than Abigail Big Gale Harley. Guys, that intro was absolutely amazing. My friend, hi. <laughs> Welcome. Hello. I'm so glad to be here. This oh, so we're exciting. thrilled to have you. <laughs> I feel like this has been a long time coming. Uh, look, you are making your debut podcast appearance ever. Absolutely. So glad it's this one. And you're fresh off the show fresh off the season and finally back in control of your life and social media (laughs) almost almost (laughs) let's start here though okay do you just mean in the sense that none of us are really in control of our lives (laughs) (laughs) like i'm like oh that is very relatable (laughs) the listeners are desperate for a mini update. <laughs> Before we find out what's going on with you, I think this is maybe yeah. more important. To, to this at least is some where people. we want to start. Yeah. Like, obviously, we're all following at Minnie the Cachelorette on Instagram. Love, but love, love. Life on IG is glamorous. And, you know, we are <laughs> nothing if not citizen journalists. Mouthpieces for the people. We, um, yeah, we want to scoop away the top layer, the, you know, the, the, the crust. Yeah, of, yeah, um, we're scooping yeah. away the first layer of crystals and really trying to get to the shit underneath. How is Minnie... <laughs> What did she eat for breakfast this morning? Um, to be honest, everybody is obsessed with Minnie. They love mm. her so much more than me. Even <laughs> when I do like all of my Instagram questions, people are like, give us Minnie. We want more <laughs> Minnie content. We've fallen right into that trap. Her gland and sinker, guys. Yeah. yeah. No, she's doing good. She had a really exciting breakfast of dry kibble. Oh, um, beautiful. I love that it. stuff. Yeah. You know, some fresh water. Mm-hmm. Really living the high life. Look, it's... um. 
She's not letting it go to her head then. <laughs> <laughs> Tomorrow might be like, you know, fresh trout. Yeah, sure. okay, <laughs> right. Yeah. Champagne, caviar. Yeah. 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 She How does are love you? catnip. I'm, I'm good, I'm good. I'm excited to kind of be back into the real world, mm-hmm. get my socials back, mm-hmm. be on a one-way journey to like, yeah, getting control of my life back a little bit. Um, mm. Yeah. What's that waiting period been like for you? Because obviously you filmed the show halfway through last year and then it was kind of six months of silence. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we finished filming in July. Mm-hmm. So mm. until the show came out was a really, really long time. And it was quite tough, actually, to kind of live by a lot of the restrictions that we had to live by. Um yeah, I feel like I've had so much life that kind of my friends don't really know about because I yeah. think social media is such a good way of keeping in, in touch with people. For sure. Right. Especially yeah. like having such a community in England. Mm. And yeah, I just, yeah, I feel like people literally thought I was dead. Like they were messaging my sister whilst I was away being like, where is she? Has anyone seen her? She's yeah, not right. Like, yeah. like literally, I'm Because you can't un- say what, where you are or what's happening or anything. Absolutely yeah. not. And no one knew that yeah. I was going on the show. Like even my parents didn't know. Oh shit. I, wow. it, was, it was quite bad actually. <laughs> there was an awful um, article that came out where Paps had like taken topless photos of the girls at the house. Oh, I remember seeing yeah, that. Yeah, it was terrible. Me and my udders. Um, but... <laughs> <laughs> But my mom saw that article and that's how she found out oh I was on The God. Bachelor. Oh it was terrible. No. And then, of course, you can't contact your family whilst you're away on the show. No. So yeah. she was probably just sitting at home stewing right, right. <laughs> on the fact that I was probably making a fool of myself on TV. And so where is she in the world at this time, if this is how she's found out? She's in the UK. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And I've told her that I'm going on like a work secondment in the middle of Australia where apparently they don't have phone signal. Sure. Right. <laughs> sure. Yep. Makes sense. Yeah, we are yeah. up the Murrumbidgee River. <laughs> yes. um, yeah. Jeez. Middle of nowhere. And what about now afterwards? You're officially back online. Have you been basking in fan reactions from the show? What has <laughs> what has your life been like over the last two weeks since finale? Yeah. Wow, I can't believe it's only two weeks ago. Um, it's been good. It's been good. I feel really lucky, actually, that everyone has been really kind mm-hmm. um, and, you know, said really, really lovely feedback to me. Um, so I feel really lucky because I know that some of the girls have not had that same experience right, and it's been sure. pretty tough. Yeah. Um, but no, like I'm overwhelmed with love. Thank you everyone for support because it's just been so, so nice. Mm. Were you watching along as it aired? Yeah, I was. Yeah. Every night. Um, it was quite a commitment actually to keep up with four episodes a week. <laughs> My goodness. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We can, How did we can you guys that. go? <laughs> 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 when I've talked to people, because we have lots of beautiful listeners of the show who are, you know, all around the world and all around mm, Australia, mm. And, and some of them have been watching along, but whenever I bump into somebody who was watching along with the show, uh, it feels different to to be face-to-face with somebody who is, you know has made that same time commitment. Right. Who, yeah. who like, the because it was all within a three-week period. We've like, all, yeah, we've all been through a lot. Is yeah. It feels like yeah. there should be some, you know, some group sessions or something that we can all go to and you know we should get a participation award at the very yeah. least i mean you, you may be somewhat more than us <laughs> no you guys should get it too you must have spent so much time are you much of a reality tv like viewer or, or person in generally speaking no to be honest um i mean i've dabbled in maths i think i've watched one season of the bachelor uh-huh. um obviously i know of it but i'm not like a die hard fan yeah um 
but yeah, I love reality TV. I just, I think it's great. I and think it's so, so good. what prompted you to apply for the show? <laughs> um, I was drunk with my girlfriend. Great. And yeah, it was perfect. I'm the only... I, I almost feel like I've never heard a different answer. <laughs> <laughs> we, we had somebody on who was on like prescription painkillers but that's about as far different oh, as it gets yeah. I, yeah. I think I would have done a lot more than apply for the bachelor <laughs> um, but yeah no I just I applied I'd had a few drinks I'm kind of one of the only ones that's single in my friendship group mm-hmm. and all of the girls were like yeah this is a great idea you should totally do that they were yeah. using me as an absolute sacrifice of the lamb incredible um, it was and then I just applied and I kind of thought nothing would ever come of it you know I never ever imagined that that would get to being on the show, let alone like finale level. It, sure. Yeah. It's the ultimate people in a long-term relationship going <laughs> on their friend's Tinder. <laughs> oh God. Yeah. They're like, Oh, let me see that world. And you're like, it's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want this. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. So what we've done is go back through the archives Okay. Oh, yeah. for this okay. episode. <laughs> We have gone back through our far too comprehensive thousands and thousands of words worth of notes on this season and pulled out the parts of the recaps where you were the focus. And so what we'd like to do, listener, for this episode is step back in time with Abigail. A little trip down memory lane. Oh, God. Talk about what was happening in your experience, how you were feeling, and flesh out the, the glimpses of Big Gale that we were given on TV. Does that sound fine? Perfect. I also just love that you guys adopted Big Gale right from the very start. Oh, I yeah, absolutely yeah. applaud it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think, well, you said it was an alter ego and we that part <laughs> yes. didn't sink in. We were like, no. <laughs> whoever Abigail is. is, I'm not interested. <laughs> <laughs> we love Big Gale. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, well, excellent. I mean, let's do it. We should probably start from the start. Um, <laughs> Makes sense. I mean, yeah, we could go reverse order if we want, but... Um, uh, so here we've got the blind dates, right? So yep. this is where we're introduced to you. Mm-hmm. And here's what we had to say at the time. Which brings us finally to our self-professed cat lady, Abigail, <laughs> and her feline companion, Minnie, who is getting around in one of those cat backpacks. <laughs> Abigail, talk us through the backpack. <laughs> <laughs> Starting with the hard-hitting yeah. question. <laughs> that is not what I expected you to ask me. Um, <laughs> well, it's yellow. Um, uh-huh. <laughs> no, I... I think I, when I got Minnie, I really wanted to take her for walks and stuff. Socialize her. Absolutely. Mm, like, she's yeah. my emotional dependency pet. Yes. We're um, all three of us are cat owners here. So yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. We're in safe hands. Yeah. Boards. Um, yeah. And then I, I kind of saw online these, like, little bubble backpacks. And I was like, hang on, that is really cool. Because normally I would, like, walk her or carry her. Yes. And I was like, no, no. I've got to get myself one of these backpacks. Mm-hmm. Um, and then on the show, like, I went to the thing and I, I kind of didn't expect to be filmed with the backpack. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right, yeah. I thought, you know, it would just be like me and Minnie, but then it was like, no, we're embracing full crazy cat lady here. Yeah. Incredible. And, like, the show has a way of treating cat ladies. <laughs> and what I loved was that this was such a subversion because Felix meets Minnie and he just melts for her. Like, whose idea was it, first of all, to bring Minnie along? Was it hers? Was it? Absolutely. She was yeah. like, whoa, I need to be a part of this story. Yeah. If you're yeah. going, yeah. I'm coming. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Like, Minnie is actually very funny because whenever I have, like, people or boys around to the house, mm. she, like, literally will be asleep and she'll come and bite their toes. Mm. It's really <laughs> funny. Like, she's such, a, she's such a sassy queen. And everyone's like, I can't stay here anymore. <laughs> she's a guard cat. That's yeah. so funny. 
So you have her as the litmus test, you know. You can, Absolutely. Yeah, mm, it's mm. as much yeah. you seeing if, uh, you mm-hmm. know, you and Minnie approve of Felix as, as vice versa, which I think is what was great about it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. And actually, Minnie was super chilled with Felix. So I was yeah. like, oh, good sign. It's a good sign, yeah. Maybe, yeah. This, maybe this will work out for me in a bizarre way. <laughs> totally. And yeah. then also seeing his Instagram handle after the show and he's like, Felix the Catmate. Yeah. Right. Right. Hilarious. I yeah, had no yeah. idea. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, and then Felix is out of roses. Did you and oh. the, oh, the, yeah. the leaf situation, which I think was very fun, very very like nice uh, moment <laughs> of TV. Yeah. So obviously he gives you and Minnie a leaf each. Yeah. He says to you, "I've got more of a connection with you than anyone else. I've broken every rule on this thing so far. What did you know about what was happening? And how did you feel hearing all of that from Felix and then heading into the mansion? Yeah. So like we understood that it was like a mini date mm. and if you got a rose, you would then be going to the mansion. Yeah. Um, I guess I hadn't even considered the fact that he could have run out of roses. Like, that wasn't even an option in my mind. So when he said it, I think I think I just didn't really register. And you could see that. I was like, what? Right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and then obviously when he went off to call Jed, I was just kind of sitting on the bench with Minnie, just kind of like talking to her, being like, what's yeah, going on? Like, okay. <laughs> Yeah, your emotional support pet. Yeah, right, absolutely. Right. Thank God she was there. <laughs> okay, and then what happens? You get a leaf. Yeah. And you you pack your bags, you're off to the mansion. Can I just ask, yeah. do you still have the leaf? <laughs> no. <laughs> I think I left it in the park. It's my emotional support leaf. <laughs> just kidding, it's framed. <laughs> the next time we see you, you are on the group date in episode two with Felix. Yeah. Um, this is where the pool party is at the mm. batch pad. Yeah. And what has happened here... To cast our minds back, listener, Felix has kissed Tilly at the cocktail party. People were upset. And now he's telling the cameras that he's a changed man. He's <laughs> not going to be slobbering on any women this time around. And even though he's not sorry about it, he then performs open mouth resuscitation on Naomi <laughs> in front of everyone anyway. Mm. Abigail... Listen on your experience here. Yeah, I think I my ego had probably been really boosted by the whole leaf thing. So yeah. I think I'd like gone sure. in being like main character energy. Yeah. Um, yeah. and then kind of getting there, I realized that actually this experience was gonna be really tough and you were like literally in competition with ten other women yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, all the time, which was just a, a wild, wild feeling. Right. Yeah. Um, Who you also have to live with and be friends with. Yeah, totally. And it was yeah, it's it's kind of against human nature and against like normal behavior. Yeah, like, yeah. You're not normally going to be friends with your ex's girlfriends or right, right, current yeah. girlfriends. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so I guess I didn't have the expectations that Felix would be pashing on everyone, you know, all, all over the show and in front of people. Mm. And I think that was quite confronting. And I think it meant that, you know, you don't normally see somebody that you like kissing someone else and you have to be fine with it. And even though there's an understanding that this isn't a normal situation. <laughs> Far from it. It's still, you're still, you're still a normal person. Yeah. And you're experiencing it uh, the way that anybody would. Yeah, 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 totally. And absolutely, it's not a, it's not a normal situation. But yeah, I think people forget that you're like human beings still. And yep. even mm. though you're in a different situation, you're still going to have those human reactions to it. You're not going to like it when that happens. Right. 
I think it's easy for people who watch a lot of this show, not naming names, but maybe us, um, <laughs> to be like, well, that's not how you should do it. Yeah. You know, or whatever, because like we've watched a lot of this show and we've seen different ways that people have responded, but they're also different people, they're mm. different circumstances. Um, and, you know, it's just like anything when you're watching from your couch or whatever. Yeah. You, you know. Yeah. And so what about your expectations of Felix then coming in from the high ego moment of <laughs> having a leaf? Yeah. Yeah. Does this like change the way that you look at him? Yeah, I think it did. But I think not not because of the kissing, but more because he directly said to me, I regret kissing Tilly. Mm. Yeah. You know, that wasn't a good move. And then literally next minute I'm watching him kiss Naomi. So yeah. that kind of was a bit of a red, a red flag for me where I was yeah. thinking, it's not really the type of person that I want to be with, but, you know, gives me that like word spiel. And yeah. then the actions are totally different. Mm. Well, yeah, it's like, I regret kissing Tilly. Tilly, but I don't regret kissing Naomi. Like yeah. Naomi's a whole other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> In episode three, we have no notes okay. on Abigail. Okay. Um, was that when I disappeared? Yeah. Six and a half episodes. Yes, it was. In fact, yeah, yeah. yeah. We have bits and pieces. Yeah. Um, for the like, next six and a half episodes, but like, uh, obviously, it, you can't be the focus of every episode. Oh damn it! <laughs> <laughs> At least not yet. Until you and Minnie have their bachelorette season. Mm. Um. But like this is, a, I think this is a good chance to talk about down downtime. Yeah. Um. You know, if any, because obviously, if you're not the focal point of what we saw on the show, that doesn't mean that you like cease to be doing things, filming things, confessionals, the whole bit. But um, yeah. there, I assume there's also a lot of just like kind of waiting around and you know reading. Yeah. yeah. What kind I, of stuff were you? I read a lot. Um. I literally took a whole library in my suitcase. Yeah. Like, right. Most people took clothes. I literally took so many books because I knew that I would need to be entertaining myself. Yeah. So the downtime, there was a lot of it. And I think the phrase that kept being used was like, hurry up and wait. So you'd have to like, hurry, hurry, hurry to get ready to like be somewhere to be camera ready. And then you'd kind of often have to wait for kind of the crew or the lighting or the sound or whatever, whatever it is, you know, it's a huge process. Mm. Sure. So kind of quite often you'd just literally be standing sort of waiting to go, for example, to wet and wild or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but actually, that was quite nice because that facilitated so many good female friendships. Like mm. in that downtime, all you can do is talk to someone and get to know them and ask about their lives. And yeah, yeah that was that was a really good part of it, actually. Although it's hard when you don't have Instagram to sit and scroll or like the TV to watch or the radio to listen to. Right, right, right. You know, yeah, so in I, real life, you can normally... There's some outside stimulus that you can mm-hmm. sort of uh, rely on or whatever. I found a good way to bond with somebody for the first time is to find a third person who the two of you can talk shit about. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Which I guess actually is probably kind of the, the situation that they're hoping might. Um, yeah, yeah, right, you're right. <laughs> um, who are the people that you were really like making close friends with? Did you, did you hang out with everybody? I assume like. Yeah, pretty much. Um, my sort of best friends in the house were Bella and Crystal. Yeah. Just like thick as thieves. And I think because we were kind of girls that like we didn't have a strategy. We weren't there for like a particular thing. We were just there to kind of have fun and see if it hopefully ended up in right, love. Right. And so it was quite nice to just know that I could completely trust those girls. I could be completely myself with them. Yeah. Mm. And just be a bit silly and kind of try and find the enjoyment and the fun in the process sure. as right. well. Yeah. yeah. This is the beginning of the Jess Navin uh, narrative. Yeah. Yeah. Um, episode three, which becomes important to your You seem really arc. excited to talk about it. <laughs> Do you know what? It's actually really frustrating because I feel like my whole time on the show, 
was like my response to Jessica Navin. Yes. Not me and my story right. and what yeah. makes me. Yes. So that was kind of, yeah, it was, it was just a bit annoying. It was like, what did Abigail do to do about Jessica rather than who's Abigail? Right, right. Um, right. And I think we were, we were a little frustrated by that, broadly speaking, across the, the whole season that, the Jess Navin thing was so uh, juicy, I guess. Yeah. Or so, you know, tabloidy or yeah. I don't know how you would describe it, that that yeah. became a focal point. You know, there are always going to be people on the show that you don't get to know, like, at all. Yeah. Uh, and to be honest, I got quite a lot of airtime in comparison to a lot of the girls. That's right. You yeah. know, there were some girls that literally left and we hadn't seen them at all. And I, yeah. I, I really feel for them because to put your life on hold for such a long amount of time and then to kind of have a 30-second flash-up. Right. Yeah. That must have been really tough. This episode is also, like, the start of the Jasmine, OnlyFans, yeah. Tash Candice thing. What we hear and see as an audience is mm. so heavily edited and we get accounts from a few main players. In this episode, you weren't a main player. Yeah. What was going on for you as this was happening? Like, what did it feel like to be adjacent to all of this drama? Did you just want to be like, get out? Yeah, basically. I think you can see in one scene that Bella is sitting on the sofa reading her book and I'm just kind of like trotting over to her being like, what the <laughs> hell is going on? Um, but yeah, I just, I, I got so overwhelmed with all of that drama. I did not yeah. want to be involved at all. I, you know, I did vocalise that I I thought what happened was wrong. Yeah. Um, but I didn't think it was my fight to have. Right. And yeah, I, yeah. I just wanted to be like a little peacemaker. <laughs> yeah. Well, and we kind of see that again in the next episode where you are shown as part of the uh, group of girls who are talking to Felix about like, you're doing a little bit too much PDA with Tilly. Mm. And how maybe that could be seen as a bit disrespectful to everyone mm -hmm. because you are a human being and... yeah. <laughs> That can be painful. Yeah. <laughs> and so as part of that conversation, you say to Felix, I think maybe the issue would be then just spread it out a bit more evenly. That might be what is getting lost in translation. And what you're meaning we're inferring is pay attention to all of us. Basically, yeah. I wasn't yeah. saying pass us all. Yes. Which is what, how he took it. He goes, kiss everyone? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And So the show made a really big deal of Felix's growth as a man through this season. Mm. How are you viewing him at this point in the experience? Oh, at this point, I was absolutely ready to walk. Interesting. Um, mm. Yeah. I I was really frustrated, actually. And I think it's a super overwhelming experience. And and you're kind of like in that like weird kind of isolation away from all of your normal yeah. life. Yeah. And so I was just thinking, why on earth am I here for like this type of type of guy? Right. Yeah. Um. But to be fair to Felix... I can find this type of guy back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was like, this guy is on Tinder. I yeah, can go and right, get this. Right. But yeah, I mean, to be fair to Felix, yeah. whilst I hated him at their, this particular moment in time, yeah. he did listen and take on board yeah. everything that we said to him. And actually, I think that's the only thing that you can ask for in a person. Of course. Um, so yeah, the, it was a good character arc. Then I believe you get the first rose mm. in this rose ceremony. Can you tell us about hearing your name called first? <laughs> um, I have done quite a lot of scary things in my life, but I honestly think that standing on the chopping block is the scariest thing I've ever done. Really? It's, mm. it's just like, it's so weird because you're literally standing there waiting to hear your name. Mm. Whilst, you know, this, this year it was weird because all of the other girls are watching you from the 
from right. the sofa. Oh, so it's course. like you're There's like being observed. Yeah, wild. Um, you're standing there in your little heels as well. You know, mm. it's not comfortable. No. You're trying to like not pull any stupid faces that are going to get caught on camera and, you know, be used. Um, my face is quite expressive. Like I yep. do quite a lot of good facial expressions. Right. So I was so conscious that, it, you know, I had to be careful not to like pull ridiculous faces. Mm-hmm. I don't know that I'm doing. Yeah. Best behavior. Yeah, 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 yeah. It didn't work, obviously. But um, no, it was it was a really, really scary moment. And honestly, as soon as you heard your name, it was so relieving. Yeah. But, mm. but then you're kind of, you feel happy, but then you go back to the chopping block and sort of think, God, all of these girls are feeling like I was a second ago. So right. you have to be so conscious and, and supportive of that. Really right. empathetic towards You them. don't want to just go like, <laughs> I mean, some girls did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, does it feel important to you that you are the first one to get the rose? Like, are you reading into that? Uh, yeah, I probably did read into that. I mean, I, I overthought pretty much every step of the process. Mm. Um, but yeah, I think when you get the first rose, you kind of think you're... You're like, oh, I win then. Yeah. It's great. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Let's skip to the end. Yeah, absolutely. Um, But yeah, but obviously there were were times I didn't get the first rose. And then, of course, it's the flip side where you're like, oh, God, he hates me. I'm going home. This is terrible. Right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And now that even the group date is a double-edged sword. Yeah. You know, like, because you are on the chopping block if you Mm. are on the group date. Yeah. Is there more of an expectation to perform on a group date? Um, I guess so. And yes, I guess because you don't want to, you don't want to be going home if you have a connection with with the person. But I think I, there were a lot of strong female personalities there. And I kind of decided that if he wanted to have time with me, he would like come and seek that. I'm not Um, saying that I was like, oh, I'm just going to wait for him. But I think I wasn't going to be pushing the other girls out of the way to get time. Um, I just, I don't like that. And I kind of thought he'll share well, hopefully he'll share the time. Fairly. And that's part of your own strength. Yeah. Don't you think like that's something that is um, a quiet, a more quiet and resolute sort of strength where you have to sort of sit there and go, okay, I'm going to be all right within myself hmm. as this is happening over here, hmm. because I know that if he wants it, he'll come and get it. Yeah, totally. And don't get me wrong. Like that. I definitely still had like very emotional moments about yeah. that thinking, oh, he hasn't spent any time with me. Like, what does this mean? Like, yeah. should I be going and like, you know, forcing myself into the conversation and pulling him away from other girls? I mm. definitely had all of those thought mm. processes. But yeah, I think I just decided at the end that what would I rather him choose me or me make him be with Yes. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it's that level of trust in the, the first impression or, you know, the how the relationships progressed up to that point as well. Yeah, yeah. totally, totally. And that's all that we hear from you up until episode six. <laughs> I have nothing Abigail related in my notes on episode five. Yeah, same here. Yeah. Even even actually at this point, my family, because obviously they didn't know the outcome. Of course. Um, my family were like, why are you still there? Yeah. We, we, we can't understand why you're still there. Why do you keep getting roses? Does he mm. know you exist? Well, this is the thing, right? <laughs> like you are watching this yeah. and you know that you're in the final two. Mm. When you're watching it back, knowing mm. how it felt, to be chosen and chosen and chosen again, mm. to not be featured very heavily in this run of three episodes. Yeah. What's your inner monologue saying? Like, how are you explaining this to yourself? Yeah, I mean, I actually went through quite a bit of, I don't know, I guess reflection when I was watching it back because I think I kind of, it was like almost like opposite of gaslighting where I felt like the 
relationship that I had remembered of, of me and Felix yeah. didn't exist. Yeah. Because right. obviously the, the people that were editing, or in my mind, the people that were editing thought I was insignificant and our storyline was insignificant. Right. Mm. Of course, that's not the case at all. But but when you're feeling insecure on the in the moment and kind of being like, our love story doesn't matter. Yeah. Mm. Um, so that was really weird. And obviously, you know, chatted that through with my good therapist and yep. and got through that. But then after episode eight, and seeing that kind of connection come onto the screen was so nice and so validating. So I was like, oh, no, I didn't, like, imagine it. And right. I, I didn't just right. think, you know, yeah. that it happen. And well, it's a, it seems like it would be such a different experience. Um, you know, part of it is the editing or whatever, but also you're seeing it interspersed with all the footage of people narrating to the camera. Like, this is what I was feeling at the time. And uh mm. that therefore is giving you some like more of their inner monologue than you would ever get in any other like right. relationship setting or whatever yeah. and i'm sure that you are still developing your relationship and your connection with felix at this time it's just that we aren't seeing it on the show i want to know about how the girls explain the dates to each other and particularly i really want to talk about this outrageous date with jed and alessia <laughs> We're talking about the forest one. We're talking about the forest one. <laughs> this, like, what, the, in the middle of the woods. If anybody didn't watch it, <laughs> like, Jed, at he's doing time. this like haunted skeletal goth drum solo, <laughs> which is, I think, he explained it in voiceover that he had planned it and this was an important thing for him to do. And can I just does... say that if I ever went on a date where a guy took me to the middle of the forest in darkness, <laughs> I would literally be like, "This is the end of my life. I love you, mum." <laughs> <laughs> There was no footage of Alicia being like, this might be the last day that I live. (laughs) Very trusting. Yeah. How does she explain this to you when she got back home? So to be honest, she did not tell us that it was like at night time, you know, (laughs) in the middle of a forest. She basically was like, oh yeah, it was really nice. He, you know, he, he played the drums for me. So we were like, great, that's so cute. You know, he's sharing his passion, blah, blah, blah. And then yep. seeing it on screen, I right. was like, what? Yeah. <laughs> you hear that and you're like, well, I can't think of any further questions. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Sounds normal and nice. Yeah. yeah. Because that's the thing as well. Like this season in particular, you're the fly on the wall mm. for two other budding bachelor relationships. Mm. Oh, true. And probably functioning as a bit of an emotional support person for someone like Bella or yeah. um, one of Thomas's women who can say. Yeah. Um, tell me about experiencing the bachelor on the bachelor Mm -hmm. with two other bachelors it was honestly it was wild and and i really think i can't imagine what it was like for women on other seasons where there are literally sort of 20 to 30 women vying for the same man yeah because even you know having 10 girls or 11 10 9 or whatever it was for each guy yeah i just felt overwhelmed with how many people that there were yeah had to kind of yeah I hate the word compete, but compete with... It's a love competition. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but no, it was it was wild. And I think one thing that I wish was that we had more time to kind of get to know the other bachelors on not not like a relationship way, but just to get to know them on a friendship level. Right. Um, because I was so conscious that if I spoke to Jed or Thomas, I was taking away time then from their girls. Sure, and, oh, yeah, yeah. You know, and then that's not fair because there's there's so little time yeah. and everybody, you know, really, really wants to maximize that. Right. Right. Mm. Which is also probably what feeds into some of this, um, Jasmine switching partners kind of drama yeah. when then Tash and Marjorie and CJ yeah. 
Hell yeah. That was really good. Thank you. We've been struggling with some of the names of some of the people who were not on the show for very long. (laughs) (laughs) They thought they were main characters. Yeah. Well, that's the thing, right? Uh, And then we see you in episode six, which is the group date at the Cali Beach Club. Ah, yes. And this might, you know, this... On, on paper seems like one of the rare opportunities where everyone is kind of all in together and you know you've got you've got a few bachelors there and you're mingling a bit and then also you've brought in friends and family as well mm. right you brought your friend Georgia along yeah we love Georgia tell me about Georgia she's amazing um she's an engineer which was quite cute because Sick. then she was you know bonding with Felix's dad obviously later on yeah um but yeah, no, she's just a really, really cool girl. I trust her a lot. And I think she's got a great judge of character. She's very, you know, rational and balanced. And yeah, she was a really, really good person to have on the show with me because I knew that she would kind of give me very clear, direct feedback. What was the feedback? <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, it wasn't good. Okay. Um, <laughs> I mean, initially she was like, yeah, wow, he's really hot. Love it. Um, and then I think after the process of, of being at Cali Beach and him not making any effort or spending any time getting to know her or asking her any questions about me, hmm. she just felt like he wasn't in it for the right reasons and was quite selfish. Mm. And I think she was frustrated as well with that polyamory storyline that, you know, why would somebody be allowed to go on the show when they've already got a boyfriend? Like what? Why isn't it just a person that's there right. genuinely looking for love? Mm. Mm. Right. And so this is also where you are starting to interject yourself a little <laughs> yeah. bit in yeah. that narrative. Mm. I think I could sense watching it that you could tell that this this uh, storyline, for lack of a better word or whatever, mm. was uh, becoming a focal point. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Um, what's the thought process? How do you uh, decide to... Um, insert yourself into it or, you know, um, cause there, I, I imagine there's a certain amount that you can put up with, but also you're balancing that with, I, I'm wasting my time here or, yeah. you know, all those types of feelings. Yeah, totally. And I think up until that point, my thoughts towards Felix had been like completely undulating. Like one minute I was like, love him. Next minute I was like, Ooh, no, I want to go home. Mm. So I think sort of being there was making me question that a little bit more. And I think also the fact that the whole lunch was focused on Jess and Damien and monogamy (laughs) was really frustrating. And it was kind of like, there's so many more people here. And and I think what kind of made that harder was hearing from sort of Jed and and Thomas's girls, how, how great a time they had and how much energy the boys put into getting to know them and their friends yeah. Yeah. was quite cutting. Cause I kind I mean, Zara and I literally just felt like we were there to kind of bulk it out. There right. was no yeah. point us really being on that date. Mm. You yeah. Said- I, I almost feel like there's a, almost by design. Like mm. I remember that looking at that dining table, which is like <laughs> the longest, narrowest, thinnest yeah. dining table. Mm. And then you have, um, you know, the three, central focal points yeah. like sitting right in the middle and mm. you're right ne- there next to them mm. um it's the whole situation is made to play out so that you can't really involve anybody else in the conversation and you kind of partly are there in the crossfire and yeah. you know it's pretty natural that you, you know, were like 
can we maybe talk about something else? Or, you know, yeah. you start asking the questions that we're all thinking, basically, yeah. you know. Yeah, totally. I mean, it was great because actually Georgia and I got to kind of catch up because we were at the end, everybody was ignoring us. So right. we were like, how's life? Tell me everything. Yeah. Right. Um, but then it got to the point where, you know, you're there for a whole lunch, you're sitting there for a while. And I was like, he hasn't even turned to look at me. And yeah. I'm sitting right next to yeah. him. Yeah, right, right. Um, so I think at that point I was like, you know what? I, I want to get to know him more. I want to see if this could go somewhere. And the only way that I could actually get into that conversation was then to include myself and ask those questions. And to be honest, I actually wanted to know the answers a lot. Because, Hell yeah. You, you know, I'm, I'm seeing this girl that I was really, really good friends with. Like at the start of the process, Jess and I were really close. Yeah. And I was frustrated because I didn't, I didn't really understand it. Um, yeah. And so I wanted to get those answers you also reminded us you also reminded us that of course felix is also technically exploring polyamory (laughs) because he's dating seven other women yeah great point yeah (laughs) he forgot that he forgot that yeah (laughs) have you had much of a chance to reflect on that after the show what about me being in a polyamorous relationship (laughs) or like (laughs) (laughs) been there done that yeah no uh i more mean like to reflect on this narrative and your place in it Mm. and rationalize within yourself how this is all playing out how are you doing processing that now even two weeks after the show's aired um yeah i mean i mean i think it was a once in a lifetime experience and i don't think i'm ever going to be in that kind of dynamic Mm -hmm. again um, I guess unless I do the Bachelorette, um, but mm. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it it was interesting. It was it was tough, and I, yeah, I think I think to be honest, I I felt frustrated at that point because I felt like polyamorous relationships have the ability to be amazing. Yeah, and yeah. it's a really cool, strong, amazing thing to do. Yeah, but I felt like polyamorous relationships weren't being presented in a true form and I I felt I felt really bad for the community because I felt like it was actually giving them a really bad rap and they Mm. kind of didn't have the opportunity to say how great polyamorous relationships could be because from the show it just looks like they're totally messy and dishonest and that's fundamentally not Right, right. It's like the opposite of how it could possibly work. Yeah, yeah. totally. Yeah. And I'm, yeah. you know, there's not a one size fits all thing. Like everybody is going to have a different approach to a polyamorous relationship. But like, sh- surely the one main thing has got to be honesty. Yeah, and, and right. Communication. And, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Right. And like, if we were to take the word polyamorous out of it, yeah, it that all felt on the TV just like a messy and dishonest mm. relationship. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's just like it's what's the phrase like monkey branching or whatever from one you know like from one relationship to another oh, oh yes. I see. yeah yeah yes. you know I, I it made no sense that she was exploring polyamory but then kept saying that she didn't want two boyfriends right yeah. get that yeah i've noticed in a couple of uh you know she did her interview on 10 play or whatever and mm. she kind of backed away from like i think she is wisely trying to say that she doesn't want to be the i think she may have said it may have even said on the show like she doesn't want to be the poster girl of uh you know this relationship shouldn't explain to people what polyamory is or whatever but i think maybe that's after the fact and after some of the damage had already been done and you know yeah, yeah. You, you have to assume that there are a lot of people around australia who 
maybe have never heard of polyamory or maybe are, you know, coming to yeah. it with their own sort of biases about it or whatever. Yeah. And these might be reinforced by some of the, you know, some of what played out on the show, which is a shame. And, yep. and I think, like, everyone's entitled to experiment and exp- get different experiences, but, you know, kind of work out what's right for them. And yeah. I really support that. I just think that it was wrong place, wrong time. Yeah. yeah. Let's move on <laughs> to episode seven, which you are not in. Surprise. Let's move on. <laughs> oh, I'm excited about this one. This is a, this is a good episode for you. You've got, this is, uh, you've got a single date. Oh, this is yes. your breakout yes. episode. This is, this is British High Tea at the Hilton. Yeah. Um, yep. And this is, I think, really why we wanted to have you on the podcast. You know, mini chat, fine. <laughs> Getting sort of some of your, you know, story from your own mouth. That's great. Whatever. Yeah. We're big source boys here. Yeah. <laughs> Can't, you know, you're not you're not on trial here. Mm. Um, we were well, okay, Max. Maybe maybe differs on this. <laughs> I'm judging you. Yeah, I, I walked scared. into Max's house today. This is, Max has moved into this house recently, and I haven't been here yet. Did and you buy I, him ketchup? No, I didn't. That would have been that, funny. That would have been a good housewarming. But it actually would not have been necessary. I I walked in and we went into the kitchen and put some stuff in the fridge and stuff. And I I um. Max was standing next to his pantry where just behind his head were two giant two-liter bottles of tomatoes. <laughs> two sauce. liters? He has yeah. four liters on hand. How Look. much do you eat? No, not that much. <laughs> <laughs> I did not expect... How the turns table, listener? Yeah, <laughs> yeah I don't yeah, know I'm sorry, what's I'm worse. now putting you on blast. But... <laughs> what's worse, though? The phobia of ketchup or four liters at home? That's actually a really good yeah. question. Did you yeah. go to Costco? <laughs> Listen, I'm simply choosing to avoid answering this question. We are moving right <laughs> along here on the Bachelor of Hearts podcast. Okay, so in the in the uh, in the aim of uh, reducing some of the stigma around this, and also better understanding like where you stand on it, mm. um, there are a few other things that I wanted to ask you about. Maybe where you land on those. Okay. Uh, somewhat similar, somewhat different, just to okay. sort of get it to the heart of this thing. I know you mentioned you talked to a therapist about it. And, you know, I'm sure they're more trained to deal with this kind of thing than mm. I am. But mm. guys, I love um, therapy. Everyone yeah. should be in Oh, my therapy. God. It's the Compulsory. best. Everyone should be in therapy. Yes. Um, can you tell us if this is, like, better or worse, let's say, than, <laughs> oh like, God. regular ketchup? <laughs> um, the early 2000s trend of bright green or purple or blue ketchup that was being released by Heinz. Did you ever see that? I have never seen that in my life. But actually, we should find a bottle of that somewhere so that I can test whether my phobia is color-related. Mm. That would be quite interesting. Yeah, that that was why I was curious about that one. I don't know if you... Because they haven't been in production since, like, 2003. <laughs> it maybe is not such a good idea to, to try eating them. Mm. I um, d- to be honest, I'm going to... I don't think I'll be able to eat it. No. It also has the unfortunate brand name of Easy Squirt. Yeah, Heinz Easy Squirt. <laughs> so, maybe know. that's why it didn't last. Yeah. Daily Mail might report on that if you were seen with it or whatever. <laughs> Turn this around and let you have a good look at what's going on here. That is wild. In like, the in actually the, wild. Yeah. In the effort to uh, normalize this phobia, <laughs> um, as a as a kid, I was fine with regular tomato sauce, but I was okay. very scared of the color. Oh, me tomato too. Sauce. I was extremely against purple tomato sauce. It was wrong. Yeah. Wait. Like, so you guys are saying that you also had a phobia of ketchup just not in its original variety that's right yeah, it does exactly seem, it does yeah. seem like that's yeah. right yeah so we just want you to know that you're not alone thank you, know? you. i appreciate that so much um with that said other sources in general <laughs> right like is it love is, them. it's pretty specifically ketchup? Okay. i love a sauce mm. like honestly 
<laughs> this is gonna sound weird, but I love wet food. Yeah, great. Like, yeah, you know, gravy. You know yeah, sop it up. Get it on. Absolutely. Yeah. I Can we it. get maybe a top three sources if, if they come to mind? <laughs> yeah. This okay. is the hard hitting journalism that we're so famous for. <laughs> Guys, I did not come prepared. <laughs> um, okay, it's got to be. I quite like a tartar. Okay. Oh, by the way, this is in no particular order. Okay, that's sure. fine. Okay. And also, I understand that sometimes they're contextual. Absolutely. Like, you wouldn't want to have a tartare with everything. No. Yeah. No. Although, I reckon you could. Or maybe oh, you would. Hmm. All yeah. right. Well, Na- here actually, I am being guilty na- of shaming yeah. you for your sauce choices. <laughs> Name something that it wouldn't match with. That's a good point. Um, Fruit salad. Jesus He's right But I didn't want to hear it I feel physically unwell Yeah yeah We could wrap this up now I'm done I'm done Um, Okay Tartar I think because it reminds me of home as well. It's yeah. like, you know, fish and chips. Sure, yeah. Cute. Yeah, chip shop um, Yeah, absolutely Truffle mayo I'm mm. a sucker for a truffle Yum. mayo mm-hmm. Yes um, and then I think just aioli. Oh yeah, great. Yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. So like really like mayonnaise. You actually white sauces. I love yeah. like okay. creamy white sauces. <laughs> Can I put this to you then? If ketchup was white, Ooh. <laughs> I know that's my reaction too. I was just wondering. I don't know. Yeah, it's Hard actually to funny because I've never really considered whether it's the color mm. or not. I think because what makes me feel really sick is the viscosity. And I know oh. that sounds really weird. Yeah, but no, like, oh no, but n- no other source is the same viscosity. Right. Yeah. So Texture this actually, important. this yeah. brings me to the next thing on my list, which is other non-Newtonian fluids, um, <laughs> oh, such God. as mayonnaise, yogurt, yeah. silly putty. They, they get a little, <laughs> it's not the exact same viscosity as ketchup. I've also got here quicksand and lava. <laughs> I'll, I'll be good with all of them. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Literally just catch up. What about the 2002 smash hit single Acereje by uh, Spanish pop group Last Ketchup? <laughs> Hearing it, mm-hmm. it's fine. Mm. It's just, okay, great, yeah. It's honestly, it's weird because if I'm in a pub, yep. I can smell who is eating ketchup. Oh, I will mm. literally smell it before I see it. Mm. I'm really not doing myself any favours here, am I? <laughs> the craziness <laughs> is going up. <laughs> We talked about this off mic, but I don't like yeah. bananas. And bananas yeah. have a smell. Like, I totally, mm. I can relate mm. to that. You know, I, I don't know if I would classify it as a phobia. I just don't really like them. But, like, you can you can tell. Like, it's a, yeah. a vibe settles across the room when a banana is. <laughs> Especially, you know, like, if you're in the office or something and there's been a banana there for a few days. Right, and exactly. it's just got that real, like... Thank you. Yeah. Sorry, sorry. Okay. No, no. no. Oh. I am thanking you for understanding. <laughs> oh, I, thought, I thought you were like, plight. thank you. That's enough now. Let's stop yeah. talking about that. <laughs> um, Ash Ketchum, the protagonist from the Pokemon anime and movie series. I mean, Pokemon, I would not say is like a particular favorite of mine. Uh-huh. No disrespect to it. Just, you mm-hmm. know, would it be fine. something it's, I think you know, about? No big deal. Um, but no, it's it's not triggering. It's not the fear. name. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> Um, and then uh, catch up television, like for example, watching <laughs> season ten of The Bachelor Australia on Ten Play. Okay, I love it. I love You're the for it. Play. Okay. Uh, yeah, we're good. Okay, good, excellent. <laughs> so this is also a time where, at least to the viewer, it feels like Felix is starting to treat your relationship as something like it's really worth exploring. Yeah. Um, Finally. <laughs> Do you feel like that's just a result of the construction of the narrative, or could you sense that this single date was like a fulcrum? for you yeah I mean um it was really good to have one-on-one time because I think for the girls that were left I was the last one to have like that one-on-one time right yeah um and I guess yeah I think when you haven't 
been with that person and connected with that person, it's hard to get that kind of reassurance. Uh And so you can then get stuck in your own head thinking, you know, I am forgotten. I'm not meant to be here kind of thing. Right. It sounds like that was running through your head. Oh, absolutely. So actually having that single date was so good because it reminded me of the person that I met in that mini date. Yeah. And it was really lovely to kind of see that softness and that tenderness because in a group that didn't really come out from Felix, but when we were one-on-one, he was really kind and you know caring and and like gentle yeah yeah which you can understand like in a group setting there are so many different types of personalities there totally and he's just trying to keep the energy up or whatever and you know yeah yeah. and he's he's a full-on joker like he is absolutely hilarious he's really funny yeah i i've literally developed so many more wrinkles from him right right my eyes constantly (laughs) laughing um you were losing hair you (laughs) (laughs) it was not a good time um no like he's he's a really really funny person and so taking him out of those those group settings was actually really good because he became more vulnerable and you know i'm not criticizing him for that because i was exactly the same i'm not Mm going to be in a group situation and you know tell my heartfelt trauma (laughs) right right exactly yeah yeah. Yeah. and there are other people who do want to do the like tragedy reveal twist with lots of people around Mm. uh it's not for you that's not for me Mm. Mm. (laughs) it's a ketchup of of social situations (laughs) social ketchup we've all had it um, oh, let's. So now we're on to like episode ten, yeah. And I yeah. want to talk about this group date that happens. Uh, the couples therapy chats with Juliet Allen. Ooh, yeah. So we didn't get to see too much of you here. Mm-hmm. Um, you do some of this season's patented eye gazing with Felix, mm. um, but that's about it. Did you like? I know that Juliet Allen is a real person who has a masters, and like you know, I I can only imagine that there was more to this. Um, than we got to see. Did you get a lot out of it? Yeah, I did actually. That was one of my favorite dates. Interesting. She's, yeah, she's amazing. Um, it was a really good opportunity for us to kind of chat through practicalities of our relationship. And yeah. Like kind of get into the like, I guess more like concerns or worries that we had. Yep. Um, Logistics. And, yeah, absolutely. And just kind of talk things through with a, a third party where it wasn't just us talking to each other. Right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I came out of that like glowing, feeling really happy and kind of probably the most secure that I had felt in my relationship with Felix the whole the whole way along. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Everyone should go to therapy. Oh my yeah. god. That's a good lesson. <laughs> Can we start a campaign? Yeah. Yeah. The therapy the, the campaign is called Free Therapy. Yeah, yeah. okay. Um we're going to start handing out mental health care plans. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, do you know what? Listener, if you don't have a mental health care plan, we'll write we'll write you one. <laughs> But also, let's just talk about actually how amazing the mental health care plan is. My goodness. Sure. So, yeah. Good. Yeah. Yeah. so good. So yeah. good. Yeah. Um, later in this episode is where we see this conversation that you have with Jess Navin, mm-hmm. who tells you that her ideal situation is maintaining a sexual relationship with Damien, mm. even if Felix picks her at the end. Mm. Um, and you tell her that she needs to be honest with Felix because mm. otherwise she's just delay. Dena- you pronounced it correctly. <laughs> delaying She's the inevitable. Delaying the inevitable, yes. Um, I thought this was a great moment. Can you tell us anything about like what you were feeling here? Yeah. Um, there had been a lot of chats with Jess at this point, um, which were wildly different to this sort of revelation that she was going to be sleeping with Damien yeah. when she was back in Townsville. Right. And so I just felt frustrated that it was yet again another thing that she'd like totally U-turned on. Yeah. Um, 
But I think I just, I, I really didn't want to be that or perceived as that person that was like jealous and being like, right. Jess said this, Jess said that. that. And like you have seen, sorry to interrupt, but no. on reality TV, like that's yeah. how a character arc goes sour. Totally, yeah. totally. And and also it's not my place to share that or to say. Right. And so in that conversation with Jess, I was really trying to just encourage her to do what I can consider the right thing to do right mm. um and also at that point like i had feelings for felix like yeah. it's then hard to know that someone that you care for is being lied to right and you're kind of like powerless to stop it and yep. you have no control over it you yep. just kind of have to let it be yeah um so that was yeah it was quite a stressful situation actually. hard and you then have to sort of take a tactical approach a little bit mm. later which yeah. we'll talk about yeah this is the finale you wouldn't believe how hard we tried to get ice cubes. Oh, my God. <laughs> we had several failed attempts at getting ice cubes. Yeah. Listener, hello, we're back. Um, what <laughs> happened is that um, we had Negronis. We've just taken a short break to get some Negronis. Mm-hmm. We needed to do, talk about the finale. And yeah. um, <laughs> the only way that's appropriate to do that, I think, is with alcohol. Yeah. Um, with- Abigail, we know you love a Negroni, but unfortunately what we were unable to do was to procure any amount of ice because right. I have just moved in here. Turns out my fridge does not have one of the ice cube things. Oh, sometimes. Yeah, used to, mm. yeah. Um, and highlight. then what happened with you, Xavi, was that we were going to meet last night and you were like, I'll bring you an ice cube guy. Yeah. Didn't. So what I, yeah, what I did last <laughs> night was I took out two really nice ice cube trays, like silicon ice cube trays that make the big, beautiful... Oh, oh the big highball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was yeah. like, oh, that's going to be awesome. And then I um, gave them like a good solid clean out because they had a bit of that like freezer smell yeah you know the freezer which is one of the most unpleasant things in the world and i gave them a really (laughs) really good solid clean out and then i left them on the drying rack so that's where they still are and uh then we came here and (laughs) drinking some warm negronis it's fine but guys what's better than a negroni a warm negroni yeah Yeah. this is true and (laughs) i actually like mine piping hot Little hot toddy. That's you know right. what? That can be achieved. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We can, oh, actually, I don't have a kettle either yet. So, oh, okay. Um, <laughs> understandable. That can't be achieved. Well, it's 33 degrees in Sydney yeah, today. Yeah, we'll leave so. them outside. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. It'll, it'll happen soon enough whether we want it or not. Let's talk about this finale. It was fun. It was, it was a fun time for all of us, wasn't it? <laughs> uh, so, first, the first thing I think we see of you is you and Jess plonked mm. in the middle of a field on a mm. rainy, wet misty day you're wearing these like white silk like lace robe thingies yeah yeah it's giving like um, big bridal vibes bridal but it's also giving like a little man with a nightcap and a uh, <laughs> and a candle <laughs> ready to like stalk you in your sleep yeah oh yeah. my god you have to promise if you become bachelorette that will be your night one <laughs> look I can't wait. Giving big honk shoe vibes. (laughs) Also, imagine that little hat on Mini. Of course. (laughs) Yeah, it's needed. That may have to happen. Yeah. Oh, God. You're like hopping along in a sleeping. What is it? Sleeping bag? (laughs) Sleeping sack? Who can say? Yeah, yeah. What are those sleep sacks called? Uh, We're trying to figure out specifically this wardrobe situation. Is it just because you're between looks? Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah, so we were wearing that, obviously, whilst we were waiting to get dressed. Sure. Um, obviously, the beautiful ball gowns couldn't really be worn, and then you kind of sit and wait. Yeah. So, yeah. obviously, we were in those cute little outfits, which I'm a bit sad that I didn't get to keep. That's um, rude, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah mm. I wish I could have kept all of those outfits, to be fair. Yeah. Um, yeah, so we were, we were sitting, sort of waiting, and then 
just before you know we went into finale or whatever we would do we would get into our proper dresses yeah um and you have this confrontation yeah in the yeah. middle of the grass <laughs> It is was... this because, like, this is the only time we can talk about this? Or is this, like, somebody who said, like, you know, we, we, this, is, this is where we Go out guys into will... a field. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. Pistols we, at dawn. Yeah. We've got a lot of beautiful locations that we like to use for this show, and here's this one. <laughs> it was, yeah, it was a section in the location which I actually have no idea where it was, which I know is terrible, mm. um, but we just get taken to places. Mm-hmm. Sure, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was it was kind of in that place, and obviously we each had an individual room at that point, um, so that we could like get ready for finale because obviously yep. you couldn't interact with the other girls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so we kind of just met in a in a greenery location. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, and you uh, continuing to try and get answers from Jess here. Yeah, and uh, it seems to be hard to pin down as it as it has been. Maybe is this where her story has kind of pivoted back? It's hard to say. I don't remember whether this is she's just broken up with Damien or she's about to, whatever. Yeah. This is where you say the thing. <laughs> the iconic line. That's ridiculous. Get a vibrator. Absolutely. I mean, you know what? Therapy, vibrators, both equally as important. Yeah, right. absolutely. Uh, so I assume the t-shirts are in production. Uh, can you let us know what the timeline is looking like? Absolutely. We... We're just waiting for approval from Warner Brothers. Okay, yeah, right. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Because you also wanted to put Bugs Bunny on it. (laughs) (laughs) What's this like for you as you're stepping through this? You're getting ready. The nerves are there. You're meeting Felix's parents. Oh, yeah. yeah, I forgot about that part. Yeah. (laughs) That, to me, was so pivotal because you've made the choice to tell Felix's mum. Yeah. About what Jess has said. Yeah. Well, run us through your thought process. Um, You seemed like we're pretty comfortable with Felix's family. Yeah, they were all absolutely lovely. How did you arrive at a point where you were like, okay, I need to say something? When I went into the family time, I actually really, really just wanted it to be about me for, mm-hmm. just, for just one part, mm-hmm. you know, of The Bachelor. Um, <laughs> That's ridiculous. <laughs> I, yeah, vibrator. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, so I, I really just wanted it to be focused on, like, mine and Felix's relationship. Right, right. Um, yeah. But obviously, before I got there, Felix had told his family about Jess and about right. the Jess situation. Yeah. And obviously then they had a lot of questions. Yeah. And so it kind of just became about her yet again. Right. Um, yeah, so I, I think... Being in that situation, knowing that somebody is concerned and knowing that somebody really actually would quite like some reassurance about it. Yeah. Mm. I made a decision in the moment to to share that. Yeah. Um, and it wasn't an easy thing. And, no, of course and not. you can see that I'm really struggling with it. And it's, oh, yeah. I, maybe I shouldn't have done it. And I don't know. Like, I think that that's the right choice. Pers- me personally, if I were in your shoes, I would have done mm. the same thing. Um, Thank you. In the sense that, you are, firstly, in a love competition, but you are also exercising empathy toward mm. someone who is being very kind to you, someone who yeah. you are picturing a future um, adjacent to yeah. in his family. Yeah. And you were very tender in the way that you did it, you know? like. And if you were going to end up with this person, I think you would want to know that you had done all you could or, you know... Not that, withheld anything. Yeah. yeah. Totally. And I think you made a really great point that 
if I if Felix had picked me at the end, I would very much be intertwined with those people. Right. And they would be part of my life. And it doesn't sit right with me to be dishonest. Right. So if somebody is you know, quite clearly wanting to know what's happening. Yeah. I can't lie about that. You right. know, that I, I can't allow somebody else's bad behavior to reflect on my morals, you right. know? So right. yeah, it, it was definitely a difficult thing. And, and I went into that, I went into that time thinking, I'm not going to say anything. I'm not going to uh-huh. do anything. I don't want to have any part of this. Yeah. But I made a decision in the moment because it felt like the right thing to do. I don't know if Felix felt like it was the right thing to do. <laughs> oh my god, watching that bit back. Yeah, talk to us about that. Oh, You've not seen his reaction. And he's, rea- he's no incredulous. Idea. He's so angry. Yeah. Like, mm. and he, I think he makes some like ridiculous jibe towards me being p- competitive. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I I was absolutely off that. Yeah. Um it was quite frustrating to watch back and I could Right. Think, yeah. I, I didn't appreciate that at all. And I thought that there'd be no kind of understanding right. of why I did that or why I had, had said that or mm. the the way that that came about in conversation with me and Jenny. Yes. It was immediately mm. just like, let's attack Abigail. Well, it was odd to me in that like Felix is, has been extremely candid and like it's that WYSIWYG thing where you're like everything... That what, sorry? Was it what you see is what you get? <laughs> okay. I'm sorry, what? <laughs> w- WYSIWYG? That is my new favourite. Yeah, I I, I remember hearing this at some point. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) You just went with it. I'm going to use that for an Instagram caption. I love that. Yeah, it's good. So, like, we know that um, his candid reactions Mm. are reactions that he then, it seems, looks back at and goes, oh, maybe I could amend this position, (laughs) you know? He's the king of, you know, hindsight. Yes. Yeah. Like yeah. you saw it with the, the his first reaction to Jess Navin being like, yeah. I would never, I could, I can't understand this. I could never see myself in this situation or whatever. To and then, then choosing her. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. It strikes me as one of those things where if I were in his shoes, I would, I don't understand the implicit choice to side with Jess mm. on that piece of information, given that. Everything, given that he has been through so much with Jess and with Damien, mm. that an extra piece of information that would further cloud that picture. Mm. I understand it in the sense of like, oh, but this is making things too complicated for me. But I don't understand it in the sense of why would you be sharing this if not for reasons of honesty, you know, of um, of genuine concern. Yeah, I don't Watching think you really that, stand to yeah, personally yeah. gain that much from it. Right, exactly. No, you know, and, like, and he'd always actually said to me that he really trusted my opinion on things. And, and whenever there was drama in the house, he always came to me to kind of get my take on it because I think he knew that I would always tell it in a very honest, matter-of-fact right. way. Mm. So it was quite shocking to then hear that that was his reaction because right. I mean, it was kind of very different to what he'd said about me to my face. Right, mm. because he's saying, you know, I wouldn't be in this experience, if it wasn't for you, I wouldn't have lasted if you weren't here to a certain extent, maybe you're his emotional support person. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Like, yeah, I'm I'm stretching, but I'm not stretching that far. No. How did it feel hearing those things in the moment? Did you think that you were going to be the choice? Oh God. Yeah. Um, I think after the family visit, which was just magical. Like, yeah. honestly, that was the nicest day ever. Of course. I have so yeah. much, it seemed like, like it went really well. Yeah. yeah right. And so... this is the thing where, like, it is 
your relationship with Felix that takes yeah. the focus. Yeah. And the focus isn't on Jess or any of the other drama. And it's like the narrative is how normal and nice is this? Yeah. Like maybe for the first time. Like, <laughs> Truly. <you know. laughs> Healthy. Yeah. All you have to do is get to the very last episode. Yeah. <laughs> and it was nice as well because the family were asking so many questions about me and yeah. like, you know, our relationship yeah. and mm. why I was there kind of thing. Uh-huh. And it just, it felt nice for that kind of focus to shift from drama to genuine interest in mm-hmm. kind of a loving relationship. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I've got a lot of time for that family. They're really delightful. Mm. And in the moment, you kind of felt like Felix was going to choose you? Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I think after having the great family visit and then kind of all of the good single dates leading up to it and yeah. kind of knowing what I knew about Jess being dishonest about the Damien situation and, you know, Felix being vocal that he he wouldn't stand for that at all. Yeah. I just thought in my mind, like, he has to pick me. Right, yeah. <laughs> not, yeah. not from, like, any kind of egotistical no. point of view, but just, like, logical. Logic. Yeah. yeah. I think yeah. that was, uh, that was proud. Most people probably saw it. That's definitely what I was feeling about it, was, like, it would stand to reason that there is a, um, even if you're very cynical about, you know, as a as a viewer, and if you're thinking like this relationship's going to last three weeks or whatever, yeah, mm. it still seems like it is the most narratively satisfying ending or whatever. Right? Yeah. Mm. From from an audience perspective, I entered that removed from the human beings right. involved in it yeah. or whatever. It just seemed like that was what it was pointing towards. Yeah, right. because then like Felix's character arc would have completed, right? Yes. he would have picked the good option rather than kind of like the, the drama filled one. Yes. Mm. And instead, it's almost like we as an audience get that ripped away from us. My Me too, don't worry. Yeah, hey, babe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was we worse for audience, us, though. Yeah, you have to so think about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, yeah. sorry, sorry. Uh, kind of making this therapy. whole experience about you. <laughs> um, what I entered that episode thinking was this. He's going to choose nobody. Mm. I thought that this was the case because the show had been hinting at it. Yeah. We saw Bella talk about oh, yeah, never doing a honey ever. badger. Yeah. yeah. Right, yeah. Pulling a honey badger came up, I think, twice yeah. this season. And yeah. then also, like, I was looking at this and going, Jess can't be chosen. Jess is off limits. <laughs> and Surprise. Abigail hasn't been in these three episodes before. And as someone who is very interested in reading the edit of a show, mm. I was like, we as an audience don't know enough about you mm. and so i thought felix was going to choose no one yeah, and instead it felt okay. like he chose chaos yeah how did you feel and i'm sorry to ask it in this way <laughs> oh god can't wait <laughs> what is this gonna be <laughs> yeah i know <laughs> how did you feel when he told you that you weren't the choice <laughs> okay really so, good i guess yeah great. <laughs> <laughs> best day of my life um when i think about my bucket list i don't think about you know, top of that isn't being dumped on national TV. Mm. Okay, like, you yeah. know, that's, that's a, that's I get a it. quite a tough thing to live out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, normally when you get dumped, it's it's in private, you know. You can, sure, yeah. You can deal with it privately, yeah. whereas... It's also bad enough in that. So yeah, 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 yeah. It, was a, it was a new level of kind of kick in the guts. Um, was it because it was on TV or was it because of the circumstance, though? No, it was because of the circumstance. Um, and I, I think because in my mind I'd gone into the finale thinking that he would choose me. Yes. Then mm. that kind of fall from grace was yeah. just a bit harder. Um, but at the end of the day, like, 
we were all there to find love. Yeah. Most of us yeah. were there to find love. And if like that's why I asked him if he had found that with Jess, because if he had, then that's amazing. That's what yeah. we all came there to do. And I'm really supportive of him to, to pick her if he thought that that was genuinely where it was going to lead to. Right. Yeah. And, but yeah, it, do, it doesn't make it easier. Yeah. You know, you're still being dumped. You're still hurt. Um, but I think it was probably the best outcome because whilst we would have had so much fun, I just don't think the win, like our lives aren't really that aligned in sort of the outside world. Right. Yeah. On a, on a scale from <laughs> zero to zero, <laughs> and how surprised were you that it didn't work out for Felix? I think I... Can I rephrase your question? Please. <laughs> um, you mentioned that you asked him how, you know, he was feeling about Jess and mm -hmm. was there really that connection there? Yeah. Um, did you get the sense that he was really determined to make that work and follow through great question um i mean it was really max's um i honestly i really don't know whether felix chose jess because he liked jess or felix chose jess because he's fundamentally a competitive person yeah. and he wanted to win her over damien yeah like that is like classic male ego he had to do it. Uh -huh. He's a sportsman. Yeah. You know, he, yeah. Yeah. Wouldn't be... Professional athlete. Yeah. You've got to have that drive. Totally. Unfortunately. Um, it's not with human beings, maybe? Yeah. Yeah, we <laughs> talk about this as a love competition, and I think that how you weigh each of those words really matters. Sure. Yeah. Is it more love? Is it more competition? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, I think also it's, like, to throw a third word in... Like com <laughs> compatibility. Like yeah. that's mm. exactly what you're there for. Like you want to find someone that you're totally compatible with. There's mm. no point winning if you fundamentally won't get on. Right. right. And I think that's kind of my like rationalizing when I, when I yeah. got dumped is like, to think mm. we wouldn't have been compatible. Well, so that's what you come, have come to since as well. Yeah. Talk to us about the fallout. You have to go home. Yeah. Your family don't know yet. Yeah. Who do you tell? Who do you talk to? How do you process this? And how do yeah. you keep it secret for six months? Yeah. I mean, one of the good things about it was that, you know, normally when you have a breakup, you have such a hole in your life from where that person was. And it's kind of hard to kind of fill that. Yeah. Because everywhere you look and everything you do reminds, me, reminds you of that person. Yeah. Yeah. But because the experience was so far removed from kind of my day-to-day -day life, yeah. mm. it was kind of easier yeah. to get over that person and, and get over that relationship because he wasn't a part of my normal day-to-day. -day. Like, if you right. think he had never texted me, <laughs> you know, like, right. yeah. whereas, so you're you never... You have his phone number. Yeah, you're never waiting for that message that never comes. You right. know, you're never having any of those, like, thoughts that you normally have with a breakup. Yeah. So in that case, it was, it was quite a novel experience and it was a lot easier um yeah. it's almost a process of just getting back to normal totally it's like which is oh, part of a breakup happened. but it's it was not a weird blip. All of it. Yeah, yeah it was almost like a dream like yeah. that's how i felt i kind of came back to normality i couldn't talk about it with anyone i couldn't tell my friends that i was either heartbroken or in love <sighs> you know yeah mm. it, it's weird like you kind of just have to pretend that nothing happened and yeah it's, it's a bit of a mind fuck of course um yeah, so it was, it, the past six months have been 
really, really weird. Right. Um, and kind of navigating them has been very, very strange. Right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, breakups are never easy, but I think in comparison to breakups that I've had in the past, yeah. it was probably a reasonable one because, it, it, yeah, it was kind of like a different world. Almost. Yeah, yeah. That's Have interesting. On hold at all in the yeah. sense that like you're there was then a delay from yeah. when the show ended to when it aired yeah of six months yeah presumably you would like to be dating people totally. during this time well yeah you have to be really careful because you can't be seen to be dating anyone no you mm. obviously can't be on dating app no yeah. you know even if you kind of sleep with someone you, there's the risk that that person is then going to go to the press and, right. and be like well that person either doesn't win or is cheating on that person because right because sure. guess I what with them here's the receipts yeah yeah exactly right, right, right. um so i don't know it was quite nice though because i kind of just really focused on myself and mm-hmm. um like my life and my friends and my family in that yeah. period um, it is a rare opportunity where you're like I can't consider that right now. Yeah. Like, I have to. Yeah. And so, therefore, I will sort of seize this chance yeah. to, you know, learn some things about myself yeah. or right. you know, whatever. Like, it's a, yeah, it's it's a, you know, a thing that probably all of us in this room have gone through. And yeah. it happens differently Yeah, when I was everyone. on The Bachelor, it was crazy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's also true. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I, I think one of the weird things as well is, like, if you think about your normal life, it's kind of broken up into so many different segments. Like you've got your career, you've got your friends, you've got your family, you've got your hobbies. Uh-huh. And then you've got like the romantic relationship side. So it's kind of like a fraction of your life. Yeah. Whereas when you're away on the show, literally the only reason that you wake up in the morning is to be like, will I fall in love today? Right. Oh my God. And that, yeah. That's the only thing that you've got going for you. Right. And that was so weird because I would never put that much, you know, energy into finding someone right right, right. and right. It, you, like because yeah. in real life you're balancing that with everything else totally yeah. Yeah. totally and you're like well it might, you're like a balanced yeah. human being right <laughs> exactly yeah and so now i suppose the benefit is that you have spent this time mm. do you feel more whole as a person yeah i feel i feel like to be honest it's gonna sound cliche but like i know myself more than Sick. i ever have done yeah and that's yeah. a really cool feeling and i feel like having kind of that period of of being sounds sad but totally alone yeah um kind of has made me know what i want and kind of it, it's good because i'm cu- i'm coming to now potentially finding a new relationship yeah but looking for very particular things and right not accepting something that isn't that kind of top tier level for fans of the show yeah who might be interested mm-hmm. what are those things <laughs> Ooh. Um, hates podcasts number one (laughs) would never listen to this shit yeah no it's actually really funny because like lots of people on dating apps have been like sliding in being like watch you on the show loved you and then it's kind of weird because there's a bit of an imbalance you know they know so much about me oh certainly yeah but i know absolutely nothing about them yeah that parasocial thing yeah yeah yeah, it's been a bit weird um anyway sorry so what am i looking for i think my biggest thing is like intelligence uh-huh. consideration uh-huh. compassion and i think i guess somebody that is independent but that treats you as a priority as well and i think that's really important to kind of be your own self and your own being in a re- mm. in a relationship and kind of not affecting Boundaries. the other person yeah mm. we love mm. them um but you know coming together and supporting each other and like pushing each other to do or to be the best version of yourself and, yeah. <laughs> and veneers? 
So I actually asked him if they were real or not. Oh, um, yeah. Apparently they're real. Okay. Huh. Hmm. Okay. I mean, jury's out, right? Jury's out. <laughs> sure. Well, allegedly. I did when I, I was talking to a friend about things I could ask when we had this chat. Oh, yeah. And she was like, can you feel if you're kissing someone with veneers? Oh, my God. But I guess maybe he doesn't. So he doesn't have Actually, funny story. When we were on the... <laughs> <laughs> when we were like on the show, obviously we, all of the girls are like, how was the kiss? You know, like, was it good? Oh, like, yeah, was sure. You know, there's all of that kind of dynamic. And all of the girls said that he kissed quite aggressively. Yes. And like his teeth bashed. So oh. I was actually a little bit petrified to kiss him, if I'm honest. Yeah. Probably like why I didn't kiss him for quite a while. Because I was yeah. like, ah! Yeah. <laughs> um, but it wasn't that bad. Hey, I mean, rave reviews. <laughs> <laughs> So we come great. here for on the Bachelor of Hearts podcast. <laughs> we can't let you get out of here without uh, a couple of questions from Patreon. Oh yeah, we have Ooh, yeah. So we asked we asked okay. a few other people. Um, you know, fans of the show, subscribe to Patreon. We love our mm-hmm. friggin' listeners. They're, they're the best. Um, first of all, we have Stella who yeah. says the first thing I would want to know is if they could really see the dinner paper sign from the mansion. <laughs> We love really you, Stella. We yeah. love you. Yeah. Um, this is this is the kind of you know analytical journalistic. <laughs> you know, we want to get the real this scoop. Is the community that we so this, is, this is, this is going question. straight to Daily Mail tomorrow when it's dropped. <laughs> hey, dude, it not was a like setup. us. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Actually, we could. So those telescopes, mm. we could actually directly look into the batch pad and oh, vice sick. versa. Wow. It was it was quite cool actually. So Can like, I ask like how how often did yeah, you have did you percentage take it of the day somebody like, is looking through that thing? Quite often. Like yeah. you don't have T V like yeah. right. you're looking you're looking in that binocular like yeah. Yeah. Or, or that's tele- your source of entertainment. Yeah. yeah. Um but yeah so we, your the answer is yes. But the boys messed it up and didn't spell it correctly. So obviously <laughs> it's, it's it's like D I N N E R and they were holding it like with a few letters incorrectly. Oh my God. And so we, you know, like you're waiting, you're waiting for someone to be like, oh, it says dinner, but we were like, Rinette? Like, <laughs> like nothing. Right? Right? Yeah. It was really funny. We were kind of like, what is that? What is that? Yeah. That's funny. That's okay. So Alba says, if you could have picked any three people to be the leads of your season, who do you think would have been great? Or who would have been cool to have the chance to meet? Oh my god! I think this what is asking who are your celebrity crushes. Yeah, absolutely. Um, <laughs> I love the idea that it's you get to pick all three. Oh yeah, you get to pick all three and just like swap <laughs> left and right. To you. You know? Yeah. When I'm the Bachelorette, I'll be picking all thirty. By the way, yeah. fantastic. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You'll um, be insisting on fifty. I think. <laughs> do you know what? I could not cope. To be honest, no, I think three no is probably max for me. Yeah, yeah. That's enough of a juggle. Yeah. Um, Wow, okay, great question. I love a long-haired man. Mm. I've got such a weakness for them. So, like, Jason Momoa vibe. Oh, sick. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. He's going to be... Rugged. Yeah, front mm-hmm. runner. Uh-huh. But then, like, actually, to quote a Bachelor contestant, mm. Adam Todd. Oh, yeah. <gasps> yes. Like, the Adonis. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Please slide into my Who DMs. is in <laughs> movies and stuff now? Yeah, he's great. He's very good looking and very cool. Oh, he's going to be way too famous for me, but I love you. <laughs> I mean, he played, <laughs> he played a character called, like, Strong Man. Or, like, you know. <laughs> Zeus Was is, he in the credits of Strong Zeus Man? Zeus is great. Right, right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, okay, and then who's my third going to be? Third, Austin Butler. Ooh, Talk yeah. to me with your Elvis voice every day Give us every that weird, weird week. voice. Oh, 
That is so good. You know, he's stuck oh, he in it now, right? <laughs> I know, but do we believe that or do, do we just think that, you know, he sounds sexier? <laughs> I think it sounds so funny because he's he's in contention for Oscars and stuff at the moment. Mm. So I think what it is, is him being like, if you don't give me the Oscar for this, <laughs> I will never be believable as any other character ever again. Like, this is mm. your one chance. Because otherwise I'm going to show up in some movie set in like the 1700s and I'll be like, oh, oh, oh thank you very much. He's okay. <laughs> <laughs> It's so good. It's so good. I'm going to turn my computer around again just so I can show you this photo of Austin oh. Butler in 2008. <laughs> my crush is going to be ruined, isn't it? What is no. this? <gasps> he looks like Zac Efron he on He looks like Zac Efron. He's yeah. fucking hot. Yeah, That's yeah, a hot yeah. man. Yeah, he's a really hot man. Do you know what? He can slide into my DMs too. Anytime. I've got, he's I've a big got fan of the show, actually. So. Yeah, yeah. we know that Austin <laughs> Butler is listening. <laughs> AB, what up? Yeah. We've got Austin Powers listening. <laughs> We've got, yeah, the whole, the whole um, what else have we, what else have we not? Oh yeah. Caitlin asked, um, was there anything major that didn't make the edit that you felt was important to your experience? Oh, I wish that I could answer this question. I understand you. Yeah. We will wait for the tell all book. <laughs> <laughs> I assume that's coming. Big girls, yeah. big news. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Oh, I love that. It's that actually quite oh, good. I'm really into it. I made myself laugh in the middle of your answer to that question because I scrolled through. We were talking yesterday, Xavi, about like if the conversation runs out of steam at any point. Not that we thought it would. We need to have We're some just backup preparing questions. for any possible, you know. And I was like, well, we'll just have some backups, you okay. know, like trying to be like a good emotional support friend. Yeah. We got a little Google Doc here. We and were like, you know, let's prepare. Help, but sabotage it. Yeah. Okay. These are the questions that I wrote as backups. What does Felix smell like? Felix smells really good. Mm. Is that right? What does Damien smell like by comparison? <laughs> does Damien have a particularly hempy aroma? <laughs> hempy aroma. <laughs> Did you get a good whiff? <laughs> oh my god, so good. What um, was your favourite smell in the house? <laughs> Do you remember These, you're any going too quickly. particular aromas standing out to you as important? Were you smelling something at this point? <laughs> I have no idea. I just thought Why this would be really smell? funny. <laughs> I thought my dear friend. I thought, yeah, I thought maybe you were typing questions for Minnie. Like the joke was, you thought we were having Minnie on the podcast. Yeah, that would be good. Yeah. That's next episode. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I know. I actually would have loved to bring her, but mm. I kind of think. Well, actually, you know what I need to do? I need to get her one of those portable litter trays. Yes. So that when we do sure. like longer journeys yes. in the backpack, yeah, she yeah. Can, she's comfortable. Yeah. 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 Uh, no hard feelings. It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> Abigail. She's here in spirit. Thank you so much. For being here on the BOH pod. Where can we find you on the internet? How can people reach out to you? Do you want people to reach out to you? Yeah, Absolutely. what's the vibe? Um, basically, if Austin, Adam, and... <laughs> if they're listening, Jason, slide in. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and Jason. Don't forget him. Mm-hmm. Slide into my DMs. Um, so Instagram is it, at it's Big Gale. Mm-hmm. Um, TikTok the same. I've just set it up, so I've got like 20 followers. Hilarious. Great. Um, yeah, and also Minnie the Catchlorette. Beautiful. Abigail, thank you so much. This has been so fun. Thanks yeah, for coming. Yeah, it's been so lovely. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so oh, glad this has been my first podcast. Well, well done. Hello to you, and thank you for joining us on the Bachelor of Hearts podcast. We're going to see you real soon. We have more episodes, more recaps. 
coming up. Uh, if you've been missing it, we have been doing a little Married at First Sight mini recap. No, we haven't. Series. You have. Oh, I have. That's true. <laughs> I've been living my life. Xavier, yeah, has been abstaining for this, and right. correctly, I would yeah, say. Yeah, I've been walking outside, smelling the flowers, breathing in the fresh air, <laughs> yeah. you know, yeah. feeling good. Not me. Glutton for punishment right, right here on the BOH pod. Um, you can find bonus episodes on our Patreon at mm-hmm. patreon.com slash BOH pod. We've got two bonus episodes a month for only $5. Uh, we've got another cool one coming out pretty soon. Uh, we have some other episodes coming up on the main, main feed. The mean feed. The mean <laughs> feed. Uh, that I think you guys will enjoy. Yeah, um, we are uh, planning an award ceremony of our very own listeners. Uh, stay tuned for the Oshers. I haven't told anyone about that yet. I am so excited about yeah, it. Yeah, we're doing the Oshers. Uh, anyway, uh, uh, who, who will get a, a golden statue this year? We haven't <laughs> talked about what award we will be giving away. We oh, are it's gonna an Usher award, to, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. But we're going to have to go down to the what the local trophy shop. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Up. We're going to go to Beto's Trophies. That's a trophy store in Ballina, New South Wales, right. where I grew up. Yeah, and, really, uh, you grew up in Ballina? I've never heard about no, that. Never here on the yeah, BOH okay, pod. Listener, that is going to do it. Here is what we are going to say. We love you. Find us on social media at BOH pod. We forgot to say that. Goodbye. Running out of time, making most of what's before me, searching for a sign to lead me to the end of the world. I know we found love, following my heart so blindly, hoping that this path will lead me to the end of the Years. Hearing your voice, music to my ears From the first moment you entered my life